Welcome to all of the lay people and all of the monks and novices. Today we'll talk about the word sadhu. This translates as it is good. Or when we show our appreciation or we show agreement or we see the same way, then we use the word sadhu. If in the worldly ways, like when actors give a performance or sportsmen play well, we may show our appreciation by clapping very loudly. We clap hard to show our appreciation that they have showed their craft or spoken well. Or we may praise one particular individual through clapping in harmony and loudly so the sound echoes and clapping for a long time. But if it's in Buddhism, then when we listen to a Dhamma talk, when we receive a blessing, then we express sadhu loudly. Like every time we finish this Dhamma session, everyone says sadhu anumodana to each other's merit. The monks anumodana with the lay people, the lay people anumodana with the monks. Each person gives their anumodana and is joyous at the goodness that all of us have done. And this sadhu has a history behind it, and today we will learn about this together. During the Buddha's time in Sawati city of the kingdom of Kosala, that had King Pasenadi as its ruler, there was one man. This man had married a daughter of a wealthy family in Sawati city. This man listened to a talk from the Buddha, and after listening, had gained great faith in the Dhamma and had understood the Dhamma. And he thought that in the lay life, he would have little time to practice the ascetic life. He had lots of faith, so he wanted to renounce to become a monk. So he asked permission from his wife to leave to put forth effort into practicing the ascetic life. His wife gave her anumodana and gave her permission. King Pasenadi had heard the news that the husband had gained faith in the sasana, left to ordain and practice the Dhamma. So he went to go meet the wife of that man. He felt sorry for her and took her in as a lady-in-waiting and looked after her with special status in the palace. On one occasion, one of the royal princes gained a bunch of Nirubon flowers. Nirubon translates as green lotus, or what we would call water lily. The prince offered King Pasenadi one bunch of flowers. King Pasenadi gave all his lady-in-waiting one flower each. And when the lady, who used to be the wife of the monk who ordained, received it from the king, she was very happy and smiled, just like the rest of the ladies-in-waiting. But when she smelled that Nirubon flower, she was reminded of the past and couldn't hold back her tears and cried. King Pasenadi was very curious as to why the lady smiled and then cried. So he asked her, What is the reason that you smiled then cried? The lady answered, I smiled because I was happy that you had the compassion to give me a flower. But when I smelled the lotus, it had a fragrant aroma, 
just like my husband's breath who had gone to ordain. So this made me think back to the past, and so I cried. Now, if we had heard this, would we believe her? King Persenody asked her three times, and she answered the same each time. Here, the king wanted to find the truth, so he invited the Buddha and his monks to come to have a meal in the palace the next day. And he asked the palace attendants to take away all the fragrant things and not use them for decorations, just leaving only the Nirubon flower. This way he could prove, whether it was true or not, that the smell from the breath of the monk, who was the ex-husband of that wife, was the same as the fragrance of that flower. When the Buddha had finished the meal, he went back to Jetawana Monastery with the other monks. King Persenadi asked the lady, which one is your husband? She pointed and said, it is that monk. So King Persenadi invited that monk to stay and say Anumodana first. Here, when the venerable monk said Anumodana, it happened amazingly that when he said Anumodana, his voice was delightful. There was a fragrant aroma coming out from the venerable monk's mouth. It was amazing. It encompassed all the aroma of the flowers that were put out on decoration. The fragrance from the venerable monk's mouth went all through the palace like the smell of Borneo camphor flowers mixed with aloes wood that is an even more fragrant aroma than the Nirubon flower. This fragrance appeared to all in the palace. So King Persenadi saw the truth, just like the lady had said. He bowed to the monk with great respect and invited the monk back to the monastery. The next day, King Persenadi went to Jetawana Monastery to pay respects to the Buddha and asked the Buddha, What is the reason that the monk's mouth is so fragrant? What goodness did he build? The Buddha said that this was because in a past life this monk had listened to Dhamma and he found it so delightful to listen to the Dhamma and it entered right into his heart. He had great joy and rapture and was so delighted that he said Sadhu out loud without stopping. The benefit of listening to the Dhamma and having rapture and saying out loud Sadhu is the merit that made him result in having a fragrant mouth. King Persenadi listened and had faith and gave his Anumodana in that goodness that the monk had built. These days we can see that the people listening to Dhamma and receiving Sila happens in many places, but often there is no saying of Sadhu. People just sit there. But our Dhamma group we say Anumodana to each other when we finish learning Dhamma. We each say Sadhu to each other. The lay people and monks say Anumodana Sadhu to each other. This is merit, which is in one of the ten bases of meritorious action or goodness. It is encompassed in Patanumodana Maya, which is merit succeeded by rejoicing in the goodness of each other. So when we see others doing goodness and the goodness that they have already done, when they have dana, sila, 
when they practice Dhamma and cultivate their minds, then we say sadhu loudly so it can be heard clearly and in unison. We say it like this and then it is merit for us. When we say sadhu often, it is also a kamatana, a meditation object. It is the object that we rejoice and have happiness. This can lead to samadhi arising, where the mind has rapture and has inner contentment and happiness, and we can overcome the mind that has jealousy. In the beginning, we anumodana sadhu with those that have sila and dhamma, like us here or our friends. Then we anumodana sadhu to others, even those that we don't know. But we can anumodana sadhu to all those that do goodness. When the power of our mind is imbued with the power of mindfulness and wisdom, then we can anumodana sadhu with even those that we don't like. Since we ourselves are building goodness, we can anumodana in the times that those people that we don't like are building goodness. Our mind that is filled with jealousy doesn't arise and our samadhi of ours will arise. And the wisdom will arise that will see the noble truth that is the Dhamma that will overcome suffering in our heart. So may we train and practice in giving our anumodana sadhu often. It is training our mind to be peaceful and its merit and goodness. Like the venerable monk that trained in samadhi and whose mindfulness was firm in the present. At the time he listened to Dhamma, he had wisdom arise and said sadhu, sadhu out loud. So the Dhamma of his that arose in his heart was so full and created such a deep impression until he couldn't hold it in any more. So it shows that his feelings must have been very great. He must have had great amounts of rapture great amounts of peacefulness and great amounts of wisdom. And he said sadhu until it echoed loudly and without stopping. This comes from the mind that has mindfulness, samadhi and wisdom. May we anumodana with this venerable monk and anumodana with all those here today. May you all have mindfulness, samadhi, wisdom following that monk. May we follow the path to seeing and knowing the Dhamma that he saw. Or may we build our parami more and more until we can see and know the Dhamma in the future. May you grow in blessings.